When I first decided to begin this series, it didn't dawn on me to invite any guests to the program. But as time went on, I thought, you know, the Palestinian story and the stories of all oppressed peoples, for that matter, are greater than the oppression experienced. We have ambitions and dreams. We have great artists, intellectuals, scientists, and the list goes on. While the story of our struggles must be told and heard, I decided to spend some time in this series to spotlight those who have not only done great things for themselves, but inspire others to follow their dreams as well. So, shall we begin? Let's begin now. For the first guest of the Homeland series, I chose to invite Ibrahim Abe Bachon, a Palestinian-American, a music business pioneer, and the founder of BeatStars. BeatStars is an online uh, music platform that has revolutionized and, quite frankly, continues to revolutionize the music industry, serving millions worldwide. Ibrahim, thank you for doing this. Nadir, thank you so much for having me, man, and, and being part of your programming. It's, it's an honor. You know, I've been following you for, for many, many years and all the work that you've been doing and all the humanitarian work and just how you represent and educate for our people. I'm so uh, thankful for you and what you do, brother. Oh, thank you, my friend. You know, I, in full transparency, I have a lot of experience in broadcasting and, and news broadcasting, yeah. but it's all behind the scenes. So, right. so you know, in, in directing and in producing and editing, mm -hmm. uh, camera, uh, but nothing on camera. So I, I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry that you're actually the first guest on what this is uh, basically a pilot, you yeah. know, but I, I promise it. it's going to get better and I'm going to work hard during this uh, uh, episode with you. Uh, to hopefully by the end of it, you're going to be convinced to actually come back because I know there's so much uh -huh. that I want to talk about and uh, uh, there's not going to be enough time. So we have to have you come back. Of course, another man. Time. I'm coming back regardless. Yeah. So, you know, I know that um, a lot of people on my end, don't. I mean, I shared your music with my family. Right. And, and I, you know, I just really recently in the scope of things discovered you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and full transparency. I mean, I, 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 I'm not really, you know, I'm heavy on TikTok, but not so much on Instagram. I pretty much share what I do on TikTok on Instagram. And I see this guy, he followed me on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm looking on, on Instagram and I see this blue check mark and you get curious, you know, I don't have many followers there. So I, I scroll through, I say, who's this guy? <laughs> And I'm like, who's this guy? You know, so I'm looking yeah. through and I, and, and I go down this rabbit hole and I go, you know, mm. uh, into Spotify and, and, uh, you know, and, and YouTube and yeah. beat stars. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's this guy? Right. And then I'm listening and I'm hearing music from years ago. When I come back, I'm going to change this place. And when I change this place, all you're going to see is smiles on our face. Embrace a brother from the same race, Palestine in my heart, and that will never change. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? <laughs> I've been listening to this guy, yeah. you know, and this is him. But Nader, you know what? You know what's crazy? And, you know, I, I'm very intentional about the people I follow. You know, on like TikTok oh, or, or, or just, and I follow a lot of like Arab creators yeah. and, yeah, was, you yeah. know, being a creator, being a creator and been making music since I was a kid, I single-handedly know the power, um, especially of what 
our creations can do, especially like whether it's music, media, film, TV, Palestinians for the longest time have had to figure out and navigate a world for our, the, um, the conditions of our people to be told because the mainstream media was, has never been a place for our story to be told. Right. And, and so we, we've never had the platform unlike other, you know, other struggles around the world. Um, we, we, we have, unfortunately our, our struggles have been, you know, um, suppressed. And so when I, when I see a creator at your age, at your age and my age, and I'm seeing young people and I'm seeing old people and I'm seeing this new medium, TikTok. Yeah. I'm seeing this new yeah. medium, TikTok, become a powerful vessel for cultures, for uh, movements, for call to action on whether that's humanitarian causes or worldly issues. And it's connecting all of these different cultures in different places. I'm discovering, uh, you know, subject matter specialists, subject matter experts use TikTok as a medium for education. And, and so, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, I grew up in the Bay area, uh, obsessed with technology. And so when I see disruptive new platforms that can help shed light or bring awareness, um, on a people, on, on our people, on other people around other oppressed people around the world that are, that are going through the same kind of, uh, struggles. Um, it's, a, it's, a, you know, we have to jump on it and we have to be a part of it and we have to contribute to the conversation and we got to do a respectful. And so when I discovered what you were doing, I was like, man, I'm so, I'm so proud of this brother. You know, I'm man. so proud of him. And I just want him to know that I'm following, I'm liking everything. I'm checking everything I, I, out. I know, man. I, I see you. I see you. Yeah. And, I, and, yep. and I appreciate you. And, you know, look, um, everybody has a responsibility, right? Everybody right. with what they know how to do, you know, yeah. I mean, use it, yep. use it. And yep. you, you are really a real example of that. I wanted, you know, I've, I've done my research. So I've, I've gone through a lot of online uh, mm -hmm. interviews with you and, mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen your podcast, but I want I want the viewers to know who you are, where where you grew up, how you grew up, where you're from. Yeah. So I was born I was born in San Francisco and uh lived there as just maybe like as a baby up until like one years old. And then my family moved to the East Bay in uh the East Bay initially San Leandro, right outside of Oakland, and then to Hayward, Hayward, California, not too far from Oakland again, in the kind of like the heart of the bay, the heart of the Bay Area. So super Hayward is kind of like this hub city in the middle of the you know, like I can we can get to San Francisco in 30 minutes, we can get to Oakland in 15 minutes, we can get to San Jose in 20 minutes, we can get you know, it's kind of like it was like in the heart of the bay, literally right. where it's placed. And um, and so my family, my family migrated there, um, after, um, landing in the East coast when they first initially came from Palestine and they were in, they were in Connecticut. And then my uncle, my uncle, who was an uh, electrical engineer, got a job out in, um, out in the Bay area. And then the, the family, the family kind of like followed, followed him there. Um, God mm. rest his soul. Literally. And, and so. Um, 
growing up in the Bay Area, especially like Hayward, California, um, such a melting pot, such a melting pot of different races, cultures, creeds, religions, you name it. Like I had the most diverse group of friends, the most diverse group of thought, you know, as a kid. And I'm, you know, still to this day, the, the, the diverse group of friends that I grew up with as a baby, literally from Hayward are still some of, still my best friends till today, you know? And, and it's like, but, um, it was predominantly Hispanic, African-American, white, Asian. So it's like, you have all these like different, different cultures, but, when I was growing up, there was no autumn. Mm-hmm. There was no autumn in the East Bay. I was like the only Palestinian guy, you know, at school yeah. ever. And, but being raised by my, my grandmother, my grandma, Siti, Siti Soraya, she, she, um, she, you know, living her living in my home with my mom and my dad and my sisters being raised while my mom and dad are, you know, immigration family, everyone's working. Mom and dad are working. They're trying to put food on the table. Sure. They're just coming to this country. They don't know. They don't, you know, they're just trying to figure it out. No, no education. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, my grandma was the one that taught us everything, you know, taught us everything. And she was home raising us, me and my sisters. And, um, she is Palestine to the yeah. fullest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she is Palestine to the fullest. And so I didn't even know how to speak English until I was like five. Wow, my grandma, wow, like, wow. I just spoke Arabic, like my grandma, you know, that's it. You just spoke whatever your grandma taught you. And, yeah. um, but so I feel oh. like I still, I still, even though I was born in America, I was, I still felt like I had that immigrant kind of upbringing because sure. my, my grandma didn't know how to speak English. They were, you know, so it, I still had to live between these two worlds and, you know, still had to live between these two worlds and by ourselves because I didn't have any, any Arab or, uh, any, anybody in our, in our area to like relate with, you know? Right, so right. I, I felt, you know, so anyway, so growing up there, but it, I mean, amazing, amazing childhood, just growing up in the streets of Hayward, California, you know, sports were really big. Um, music was so big, you know, and, you know, being, being from like, being from that, that part of the country, you know, music was so rich, music was so rich. And we had, you know, these like hip hop legends, you know, these hip hop legends, um, mm-hmm. coming out of the Bay area. And my, I had older cousins, my older cousins would, you know, put me onto their new cassette tape, you know, of, you know. Uh, uh, public enemy EPMD, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> too yeah, short, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it was. And, um, and it kind of took me down the rapid rabbit hole of just like this obsession over, you know, black music. Um, I think, you know, you know, initially music in my household was all always predominantly Arabi, you know, it Arabi, was, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Fairuz, Abdul Halim, yeah. Kaltum, yeah. Yeah. you know, the legends that's yeah. all my grandma listened to and we would literally she she owned a um she owned a um a video store okay. she owned a, she owned a video a video rental store she was like a she was like you know us like Ottoman, we're, we're, yeah we're ahead yeah. of our time but it was yeah. only it was only for um ought to be movies and music oh. music videos really ought to, ought to be music what? ought to be movies egyptian movies syrian movies lebanese movies you name it and it how was, long ago was this? She was the first one to have, uh, like, an air, this <laughs> wow. is 1970, 70, end of 70s, really? early 80s. Damn. Yeah, early 80s. And she had the first, like, Arabic um, movie rental place in San Francisco. 
Yeah. Off of uh, Terravel in in like the Sunset District. I gotta I gotta tell my mother in law because you know they they my my wife was born in Pinole. Oh, she's in Pinole. Yeah, and her yeah. her siblings are still oh, there cool, actually. Cool. Yeah, so, so I gotta I gotta I got yeah they they were there since the sixties. So I gotta nice. I gotta tell her about this. Oh, she, she knows, knows for sure for yeah, sure. And yeah. that, you know she was selling you know spices and seeds out of there and. Sell, you know, selling cassette tapes and medias and stuff. Nice. But but what was cool was like she she was doing things on membership back in the back in back in the day. She was she she was a membership video service, but by wow. hand, wow. by hand yeah. before yeah. before. And I guess back home we used to do that. We used to do that. Like yeah. back well, home. Like those, I mean, here too, like the old library cards. You right. got a card right in the back right. of the book. Yeah. Right, right. So everyone so, so the whole like Adobe community would come in and and rent their their movies from from her and it, she developed this like this reputation within the community it was just amazing you know wow so, wow um yeah where, how did you where where did the love of music or your where did that begin i mean for you in, in living in in the in the bay area yeah i mean growing up in an in an Arabi household right Take, I didn't. Help. I didn't really relate too much with the Adobe music. I thought it was too slow back then. I was like, "Tata Shuha, this is too slow. This is too." I always thought they were crying, you know. Yeah, it's like it's always so sad. Haram And 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 she said, "Nah, Habibi, it's beautiful. It's poetry." I said, "Okay," but anyway, I grown as you get older. You're like you appreciate you. You listen to that music now. The orchestra, the melodies, the yeah. The tones, the performance, the, the ah, like the duration. Ah, oh, the duration. <laughs> the duration. <laughs> Halim, like, well, stop. Can you stop now? You what? Know? What? The different yeah. elements of the like, amazing. The strings, the horns, the the drums, the percussion. It was a movie, man. Yeah, it was a yeah. Kulthum. I don't know how. I mean, she has like this song. I think the longest song. I, on record, I don't know. It's a movie, know. bro. Anyway, yeah. you appreciate that stuff now. But back then, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, no, I want to dance. I want to have fun. What, what, what do you got? And I think my dad had brought home um, a, a record, a record, a Michael, Michael Jackson record. My dad had brought home a Michael Jackson record. I was like five years old, maybe. And this is 1986, 85. And uh, played, played Michael Jackson in the living room. And I was just dancing my ass off, man. I was like, that was, that was my, you know, my... Michael Jackson was like kind of like my, I guess my first real love for you know um, yeah. American music probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then and then then your cousins corrupt your mind with this hip hop thing that's so beautiful that we love. Right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like oh you love this little pop stuff. Wait till you hear. Uh, uh, wait till you hear like who who who's like a hardcore. You know, rapper like, that and, they used to and, put me on to. Who was that? Like NWA? Or? Oh yeah, here's NWA. Yeah, here comes, yeah. <laughs> here's NWA, cause I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, I had I had to like listen to that in secret in my. House. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. You know? Oh man. Oh. I mean, my gra- my grandma threw threw it. You know, she one time she heard me listening to what you know a, a hip hop song, and she grabbed that tape and threw it out the car so fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I believe it. I yeah. mean, I, I was there. You know, <laughs> I've been there. I mean, look, I, you know, I, I moved to uh, Palestine for about five years, from nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. uh, six years, nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty six. Oh. And right, right when I left, I, I was born in Cleveland, and mm-hmm. when I, when I went over there, um, I think it was. That right was during after, like the first Intifada, right in the eighties. I late. left. I, I Intifada was eighty seven. Oh yeah, it was I later. left in eighty six. Yeah, yeah, it was a year after I left there. But I, uh, you know, 
I mean, Sugar Hill Gang was like still oh, yeah. fresh when I when I moved to Palestine. It was still fresh, uh, you know. So I was listening to that stuff, and even that, which was like very innocent, uh, my my parents were like, oh, "What what is this? What are you what are you listening to?" You know. I know. I know. But now I know. now you know my my mother she she. Hey man, uh, listen, you know. I don't I don't co-sign all the stuff that's out there. I can't. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of yeah. negativity. There's a lot of stuff that I I have kids now. You know, I have kids yeah. now, so it's yeah. very selective yeah. about the type of music and messaging that I want my kids to kind of be exposed to. But, but I guess you know, I mean. But how did so? So tell the viewers how you got into, because I want to get to where you're at. So I right. want to know where you're from. So how did you get into music? So um, it started with poetry. It started with poetry when I was like maybe nine years old i started writing poetry so i i was i was when i was a kid i had this like really bad speech impediment matter okay. i used really? to stutter i used to stutter like crazy man and it would take me like 10 minutes to say i or the it would like i would have this really bad speech impediment and it was the most frustrating thing that i ever went through in my life but yeah. honestly it's so crazy how god works so crazy how god works so it forced you to write it forced me to write and so I still to this day, no one can outright me in a letter or a book or mm -hmm. like I can write, I can write for hours and hours and hours and hours. And that was just like a gift that I, that God like forced upon me. Like, all right, you're not going to, it's going to be hard for you to communicate. So you're always going to write. So I started writing really, really, really young, expressing feelings, thoughts, emotions, Palestine, you know, all mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. wherever my heart was at, I would, instead of being able to talk about it, I would write it down. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, alhamdulillah, like a few years later, I had this, like this, I don't know, spiritual awakening. Something happened to me. I broke, I had like a, I had like a breakdown, like an adulthood breakdown at like 12 years old. I'm like, man, I'm freaking tired of this. I want to, I want to be a normal kid. I want to be a normal kid and had this really, really, really crazy, weird spiritual moment, me and my grandma and she prayed over me and it was just like this crazy, crazy experience. And I woke up the next morning singing like a bird. Wow. Mm -hmm. And in my head, in my head during this time, I'm, I'm just constantly dreaming about even, even while I'm having a speech impediment, I'm dreaming about singing and I'm dreaming about rapping and I'm dreaming about performance in my head for years since I was, you know, nine years old, I always subconsciously always played that movie in my head that one day my voice is going to be heard. My voice is going to have meaning in this world. It's going to be heard. You're important. Your voice is important. It was like this voice always telling oh, me that yeah. and not knowing that I would overcome this, this hurdle, you know, poetry was what really like kind of like triggered it, triggered it. And it was like innocent poetry. It wasn't about no love or nothing. It was like, you know, right. This is my day and here's my, this is my friend and this is my, you know, mm -hmm. this is, these are the experiences I have and, you know, and, but not knowing that that was like forming and forging this love, this passion for lyrics and the, and, the, and, and the, um, the ability to rhyme and the ability to kind of like, you know, developing this like skill at a young age as a kid. And, um, and, and then I, I, you know, as I, as I got a little older, there was, um, Right around the corner of my house, right down the street, was um, this 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 platinum selling hip hop artist named Spice One. Spice and, One. Mm -hmm, Spice One, and he was from Hayward. He was from our neighborhood, and he went to all the all of our schools. And he was our neighborhood hero. 
He was our neighborhood yeah. hero. He was like the biggest hip hop artist from our area. And he was signed to a major label and he was, you know, you know, accomplishing like all of these like amazing things. And, um, just kind of like was the first kind of point of reference for me as an aspiring songwriter or aspiring artist to be like, Oh, you can, you can do that. Like that's, that, that could be a living or that could be like, that could be a career path. You know, you right. don't, you don't really know the possibilities of it. Cause you always, back then you're thinking that it's all controlled by, you know, certain companies and you have sure. to be discovered and you have to be this. And this guy's like, Oh, this guy's making it out of my neighborhood. Oh my God, this is amazing. Let me follow one this of a story. million. And yeah, right. Right, right. Back then, that's kind of like how it was. Yeah. But he was selling CDs out of the trunk first. He was doing it independent, right? They were, and, and not just him, and other Bay Area pioneers like E-40 and like Too Short. And I, mm -hmm. and, and I saw that, you know, that, you know, even in San Francisco with RBL Posse and, you know, all of these legends where Drew Down and it was like this independent hip hop movement. It came out of the Bay Area. It was so innovative, and this is before like the tech boom of the Bay Area, right? right like right. music and media innovation, an independent do-it-yourself kind of like industry, really started in the Bay Area. You know, these guys were pushing pushing albums independently before any anybody would even knew that you can do that. They were doing their own distribution deals. They were going store to record record store to record store, doing consignment deals, dropping off CDs. They'd manufacture their own tapes. They're, so the the independent music scene was already being formulated all around me. I was like, oh, this is cool. Interesting. This is wow. really really okay. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 And so experiencing it that way, I'm like, oh, okay. So there isn't, you know, being Palestinian, we're always, we're not going to, we don't, we don't want to work for nobody. Yeah. We're, we're, like, yeah. we're just, we're entrepreneurs, man. We're like, we don't want to work. We're going to do this ourselves. So we're going to, you know, we're going to do this independently. We're going to invest yeah. in ourselves. And that was always, you know, that's always been kind of like our motto, sometimes to our detriment, sometimes right. to our detriment. Right. But, but, um, but it's, oh, wait, you know, before, before, you know yeah. what? I, I forgot something, you know, hold on a second. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. I just I just saw that in the corner of my eye. And look, man. That's nice. On. That's I nice. Should, I meant to do that in the beginning and I forgot. Thanks but it's for okay. grabbing the hat, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, the the independent the independent music scene was was, you know, just something that um I was taking notice of and I was always entrepreneurial, you know, always entrepreneurial. My grandma was an entrepreneur. My dad's an entrepreneur. My uncles are entrepreneurs. I mean, like that's like, there's there was no cousins, uncles. Like there's no, I mean, I, that I thought that was the only path and music creation and promotion. And I always looked at it as an entrepreneurial path, you know, like, like that's your own business. You are the business. You are the mm -hmm. brand. You mm -hmm. are this this sure. this artist that can put together a product but that wasn't my real intention though you know that was my i i guess i never i didn't i wasn't making music because i wanted to commercialize it and become this like big superstar that wasn't really my my mission my music i own the only reason why i made started making music was because I wanted to get the message out about the Palestinian cause. That was the only reason. I was like, all right, I'm just going to use my voice. I'm going to rap. Yeah. I'm going to put a few words together. Someone listens to it. Cool. And it was really because I didn't have a lot of American friends that knew about what was going on in Palestine. Me right. going back there as a kid and visiting and having a connection and having family there. 
Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I, I did a, I needed to figure out a way to, to, to touch and get to my circle of friends first. For, first, it was just like, kind of, I just want to expose my friends to what right. my people are going through. And that, and that, that's really where it that started. Was your, and honestly, that was your medium. Yeah, that was really it, man. It was, I was tired of like preaching it. Cause I know, you know, I noticed, I noticed that every time I tried to preach what's going on, it would just go over people's heads and they weren't really interested in it. They're like, oh, right. why is this guy, why is this guy preaching? Stop preaching, you know? But I did, yeah. I did notice that. And I think Tupac was the guy that really, really showed me that how powerful music can be as a medium to um, bring light to a situation. And so him, Tupac was the guy that really, you know, when, when he said, I'm going to, I'm going to he wanted to spark the brains of people that were going to, you mm-hmm. know, change the world. Mm-hmm. Like he was, yeah. I felt like he was talking to me because yeah. when he, when he, when he, when he made music, he did it like strategically. He did it strategically That's and right. he wasn't always preaching. He wasn't right. always preaching. It was a balance of like the, the black, struggle the conditions african-americans were going mm-hmm. through in in oakland and in la or any baltimore new york where yeah where those can you know those those stories that were not being told like he had a balance of like this is the black life this is our day-to-day life this is what we go through and this is black love and this is black family and this is black unification and movement and I was like, oh, this is, you know, me growing up listening to him and being a fan. I'm like, oh, okay. This is how you kind of like figure, you know, you kind of have build a balance in your, in your, in your music where you're entertaining people, you're dropping these gems, you're putting these messages out, you're educating people, you're, there's purpose in your product, you're pushing it for a reason. And that was fulfilling. That was the thing that was fulfilling for me. It wasn't yeah. about like how many tickets or how many, you know, streams or CDs I sold. Right. It was like, right. man, all right, cool. There's it was delivering a message the yeah, best it. way you know how. Still to this yeah. day, I mean, even with like Free Palestine, yeah. you know, do, doing that in my 40s, you know, last year, putting that yeah. out in my 40s, and I haven't wrote a song in so long. I haven't wrote a song in so long, and it was the pandemic and you know, the situation back home was getting, was getting really, really crazy. And, you know, Israel had turned up their aggression and Israel had turned up their offensive and we were protesting in the streets. And it, it it felt like the nineties again, kind of, in a sense, it kind of felt like we were going back to protesting at Cal Berkeley and protesting at, in downtown San Francisco and making our voices heard again. People, I felt like people were alive and people wanted to hear a message because I felt like for a long time, man, since the nineties, Nobody wants to get behind causes anymore, you know? Nobody wanted to hear the same, you know, and I guess, you know, it's, um, yeah, and it, it felt natural. It felt natural just to hop on a beat again and, you know, sing for my people and rap for my people, and it was just so fulfilling. And, and, and I'd still do it for that reason, for the, you know, to this day. It's really just selfishly fulfilling something that I want to do for myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and you mentioned Free Palestine. 
I told you over the phone last week. I listened to that song like every day, a few times a day, <laughs> and I'm and I and I told you, I'm, I'm, as much as I'm proud of you, I feel like I'm living vicariously through you because Thank I don't you, have bro. that talent. I have, Stop. I don't have that talent. There's not a lot of talent I, there, dude. Oh, no, are you kidding me? No, no, I'm not. I'm just talking about you know, yeah. just even even on the producing side or on the managing right. side, right. or right. you know, in music, but. You know, everybody loves music. Everybody yeah, feels exactly. like they know it very well. Even mm-hmm. if they can't perform it, they right. everybody knows it. I always feel like nobody knows music more than me as far as what's right. good music. Oh, nice. Okay. You, you know, yeah. nobody good. knows more than me. Oh, then I'm honored then. You know? I'm honored if you like yeah. it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm a visual guy because I'm working in television mm. and broadcasting. You know, um, I, I listen to the music and sometimes I don't listen to it all the way through. Sometimes I have to rewind a section right. and then listen because in my head i'm seeing a documentary mm, i'm seeing nice anything that i like to listen to i'm always like i have a music video in my head right but it's like a documentary right because it right. means something to me and i and i see it so nice you know when and even you know back in the patriarch days your patriarch mm-hmm. days uh, mm-hmm. you know with yeah. ode to palestine Sun, today refugee days yeah today i was listening to that Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm seeing the trash burning in the streets, the graffiti mm-hmm. on the walls, you know, right. and, and, I'm, right. and, and because I was there and I, I saw that too. And, and I'm, you know, there needs yeah. to be music videos for your songs. I'm telling yeah. you right now, you really I need know. to put something together. You know what was this. crazy? You know, the Free Palestine song? I spent a lot of time on that one. Who's that? Breaking down my fucking door. The IDF in the screaming fucking hit the floor. They took my dad and they called my mom a fucking whore. I'm 10 years old and I don't know what they took him for. This the life of a Palestinian in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. If you ain't feeling my people's pain, you can miss me with this shit. Really, yeah. I've never spent so much time on producing and creating a song than that one. That one took me forever to finish because I wanted every line, every word to be just like perfect. I wanted uh, the tabla drums to come in at oh, the right, yeah, t- yeah, at the right yeah, time. Yeah. I wanted like yeah. the hook to be this emotional, like, you know, like I wanted to make it like, a, a, like, like you were watching a movie, like you were saying, like yeah, I really wanted, absolutely. I really wanted to perform my kind of like my, perf- I wanted to put my performance into it, you know, right. in that one. And that what one, I was supposed to, I was supposed to go back home last summer. Yeah. Last summer or two summers ago and oh yeah last summer and i was gonna go film a music video to it to that song back home and um i don't know everything was just kind of like was kind of crazy with the pandemic stuff and so we yeah when you go there the time goes by so fast like that when you go over there if you're going there for a couple weeks or you know i mean it just flies yeah i'm I'm the kind of guy I, i don't i don't i never i've never done a music video so um no, don't know why. Maybe it's a you know. There's there maybe like a, uh, a specific reason. Maybe yeah. Maybe I mean, you you probably uncomfortable. uncomfortable I, I don't know. I, I know you're a but, very busy guy, and you're you know, you're you're. Yeah. I mean, you're running a, a, a huge company right now. I just want the message heard, right? I know. I just want yeah. the message heard. If the words can be heard and the music can be heard, but you're right though. Like the message can be heard a little clearer if there's a visual. Yeah, to it sometimes. if there's a visual yeah. to it, yeah. you know, yeah. because I mean. I mean, I know, you know, uh, the lyrics are great. The lyrics are really, I took, I went to my sister's house. She lives like maybe 45 minutes away from me 
And I went there and uh, I, you know, I turned on my Spotify and I said, here, listen to this. And she said, wow. All this cursing, all this cursing. Why is he cursing so much? You know what? <laughs> normally, normally she would say, oh, like, why did he have to say that? No, I, right. okay. It's, it's true. No, it's but, true. but she didn't say that. She said, ah. wow. She said, wow, this is really good. Oh my God. You Dang. know, we're, you know. Tell her and, thank and, you, man. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, thank you. Um, but how did that take you to, how did all of, I mean, okay, so your love for music, being around, right. you know, um, uh, pioneers, right, in, in the mm-hmm. Bay Area. Yeah. How did that take you to where, where you are, how did that transition you to where you are today? Yeah, good question, good question. So, I guess in maybe early 2000s, 2007, maybe, 2008, I started dabbling, I started dabbling with like web development, but I was already doing something in the 90s, in 1996, I was buying beats in AOL chat rooms from producers from all over, from all over the United States and stuff. Okay. And... Um, it was the only way for me to kind of like discover music and, and, and write to original music. Cause I used to always, I always used to write to like the backside of a cassette tape that had the instrumental to like my favorite song or something. I'm like, Oh man, I can't keep rapping over these like instrumentals from these favorite songs. I gotta, I gotta step it up and do my own original thing sure. at some point. Right. And so it, for me, it was discovering these music producers that were, you know, making beats online and, you know, marketing themselves in these like music chat rooms and stuff. And so I'd connect with these music producers and I would pay them via like a credit card form or something. Mm-hmm. And then they would ship me, ship me a CD with, <laughs> with the files of the beat on it. Right. And stems. Yeah, yeah. And I would take that and put it in my, my computer and record to it in my right. cool edit. I remember the software is called cool, cool, cool edit, edit pro. Cool edit. Cool yeah, edit. Yeah, cool cool edit. edit. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Oh cool wow! Edit. I don't think I've said cool edit since In I had time. cool edit. <laughs> right? It was amazing though. It was <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out cool edit. Yeah. And wow. but I always found that that process, ha- you know, just seemed to be so inefficient in terms of like you know discovery consumption and from a business logical perspective and the licensing perspective, it's just so inefficient. Like. The internet wasn't fast enough yet, but I was like, man, in the back of my head, I'm like, one day, one day I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to build this website where it's easy to download. It's easy to license. It's easy to get my files. Cause it was mm-hmm. a problem for me. Like I had to wait two weeks to record. I'm like, man, this is so inefficient. I want to record now I'm ready. Yeah, like yeah. I just finished writing this. I just finished writing this. I want to record. I want to capture this feeling right now, not next week or two weeks. I may not be able to evoke that same emotion from the moment that you I wrote. You might not feel like it. Though. I might not yeah. feel it no more. So it was always a problem that I, I, I felt that needed to be solved. And so, but it started out really um, early, early 2000s. I built a website called hiphoparabia.net. Okay. And, um, and I was like, I want to build a website that showcases all the cool um, Arab, Arabic speaking hip hop artists from the Middle East, from the diaspora, from, from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wanted to showcase them with videos and music and ha- have them have profiles. And all of the Arab artists went on there and it was awesome. But it was very, very time consuming. And it was 
it was not, it doesn't, it didn't like generate any income for me to keep. Like right. I had just met my, I had just met my wife. We we're ready to get married. And I'm like, man, I need to, you know, I need to do something for work. Really just added like necessity. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can keep maintaining this, this blog discovery website, you know? Um, and so I, I don't know if you know Ghazi Shami, but he's mm-hmm. a family empire. member. Yeah. Empire. And Ghazi, Ghazi, you know, was uh, kind of like the local, the local go-to guy for music production and engineering at his studio. He was okay. in the Bay Area, in the Bay Area. So Razi had a long journey to where this Empire thing is today. And I, I, I watched it from the beginning. And it, he started out um, building a studio in San Francisco and a duplication center for CDs and merch mm-hmm. and he was running like a production house and he was mixing and mastering all the bay area hip-hop albums and he had developed this like reputation and so one day i i hit him up and say hey what's up cuz um it was uh over aol aol uh aim and i, oh, I yeah, messaged yeah. him i'm like hey cuz um i'm like maybe 18 19 years old i'm like hey man um i got this music i got this music um i want to record it at your studio i want to do this i want to do that and so getting into his studio, um, recording my first song that I ever, I ever recorded really in a studio and seeing how he per, like produced it, engineered it and mastered it. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is how, this is the inner workings of the assembly line of getting a song to sounding right. very rough right. to sounding like, Oh, this is, this could be on a CD. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. So, hanging around him and kind of like learning, learning from him and has been so invaluable in, you know, just learning the technology part of music production. And then because he's always been like my big cuz opportunity came by when he, we were, he was working at this company called Ingrooves. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was, I was running a coffee shop at this time. I had, I had bought this coffee shop and I was, um, working myself to the bone and it was, yeah. you know, driving me crazy. Yeah. And I wanted to get out. He knew I was like, I wanted to get, get out of the coffee business. It was like, man, this is waking up at four in the morning till 10 PM. I was dying, bro. I was dying. I know I had a restaurant for a year yeah. and I gave it up. What was it? Yeah. I did it for years in my twenties. And I'm like, this is not, this is not where I want to spend the rest of my life. I don't want to be another out kid stuck at the Mahal. Right, right. Right. I didn't want to be another Arabi kid stuck at the Mahal forever. Right. And I had bigger aspirations for myself. You know what I mean? And so yeah, absolutely. he had, he had, it was a saving grace. It was a day where I was like ready to throw in the towel at the cafe. And, uh, he had called me and said, Hey, we have this like internship opportunity at Ingrooves, you know, to cut mm-hmm. ringtones, to cut okay. ringtones. Yeah. To okay. cut ringtones. <laughs> and so, and because back then ringtones were a thing. Right yeah, on the yeah, phone, people yeah. were buying ringtones. That's like, right. Hey, hey, you can come in. You can, you know, get an editing software and cut up some ringtones. Intern, you know, digital mm-hmm. distribution company. You can work your way up. And I think he was just like looking for some help to to get out of the ringtone <laughs> thing because he was like, I don't want to keep cutting ringtones. I need someone else to come do this. <laughs> and he knew I wanted to get out. I was at a point of desperation in my life, and so I gave up the cafe and I went to go cut ringtones as an intern. I went from having my own business. Making great money, working as an intern, just because 
I had a passion for digital music and right. I had a passion for right. the music industry and there was no like music industry like um you know um operationally in the bay area they were one of the first pioneering digital distribution companies so i thought okay let me go let me go work for free somewhere for a year and like you know really work my way up into my dream which is you know being this music tech ceo that i wanted to be mm -hmm. but you know mm -hmm. i needed to make some money i needed to save some money i needed to work and so working working under working with him and and um just like learning the ins and outs of digital distribution and royalties and how artists and producers got paid and how the music download services operated and the streaming services worldwide and just getting a getting a full full scope and understanding of the inner workings of like you know digital the digital music business was invaluable you know so it took the ideas the problems that i had in terms of digital direct digital distribution and consumption for the recording artist and the music producer and it formulated it tight it helped me tie it back to the global music industry and so um it was a great experience working there man i worked you know basically worked for free over there for a few yeah. years but I, I learned a lot and had a lot of fun and it, it gave me enough courage to step out on my own and build this company beat stars that um that really started out as just, I just wanted to help. I really just wanted to help this underserved community, this oppressed community inside of the music industry that was being taken advantage of and didn't have, and didn't have the ability to kind of um, make a living for themselves and operate a business. And I wanted, I wanted to just help those guys. Yeah. And, and look, you did. I mean, I, when this gets uploaded to YouTube, um, you're going to hear the music. I, I bought I bought from a Lebanese guy, great guy in Lebanon, off of BeatStars. Nice. The the music here, and we negotiated, and you know, he said something about twenty five thousand streams. I said, no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about how many streams. How much do you want, man? You know, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and calculate. <laughs> you know, so sometimes I think, they overcomplicate those licenses. You know, I said, okay, you know, how about I give I just you want to use it from my podcast, man? What do yeah, you I just you know, I don't, I don't know, you know. And, and there's some stuff from like the YouTube uh, public music library right. that they have, you know, and stuff like that, yeah. you know. But I, sometimes I think about this stuff about the copyrights, mm -hmm. and I say, man, but you, but I want to, I want to visual because I, like I told you, I see things visually. Right. When I'm listening to it, I'm like, boy, yeah. Like this morning, I was listening to uh, uh, the show goes on by Lupe Fiasco. Oh, love that song! I just heard. And I was just I was listening like, to that the other day. And I was like, man, I, I see things, you know, when I'm listening to this, yeah. but I, but you can't do anything with it, you know? I'm like, man. Yeah, I was just, I was crazy. <laughs> just the other day, we were driving up to um, my kids' basketball tournament, and I played Salim, my 12-year-old, um, all of Lupe Fiasco's albums on the way up and all the way down. I love that and guy. And he was like, oh, dad, this guy's good. I'm like, man, this guy is really good. And he talks about Palestine here. He yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I love I love Lupe, and we have um, a lot of. Uh, I mean, I have discovered over the last few years, and I know you know a lot more than I do. A lot of Palestinian and Arab, I mean, and pop and hip hop and Dude. rap and everything, every genre. Talent's crazy. You know, um, it's it's crazy. I I you know during the last Grammys. Mm -hmm. All I could think about is, like, MC Abdul needs, like, to be recognized. Man. Like, even just recognized. Even, like, here's a kid in, in the ghetto 
of Gaza recognize this kid, you know, like somebody, you know. Oh, he's being recognized. He's being recognized. He, he is. But I, yeah. I just felt like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you say he needs to be heard, not just by Palestinians. Right. right. You know, because we're, is, we're proud of him. But he, man, we were, I think we, we were just talking about him the other day. And, man, I'm so proud of him. I'm exhausted. Wow. Right. Like, I was just, I was just, we were just like, when have you heard a 12-year-old kid spit the way he spits and the cadence he has over yeah. some of the sickest beats? And, you know, um, he's special. He yeah, is so dang, he is so dang special. And he's one of those artists that, um, is going to keep keep growing in his artistry. I think we're going to... We haven't seen the best of MC Abdul just yet. He just keeps getting right. better every track. Yeah. Like his last one, It's All Good, is like... <laughs> yeah, that was like last week. Was it last week? Yeah, weeks? like... Oh, yeah. There's veter- I have, There's veterans in the music industry that he's he's doing better than. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's people that... Um, I'm so impressed with his, his yeah. talent. And it seems like... He's working really hard at it. You know, he's really working hard at it. He and, is, um, he is. And, and, and he's getting some support. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm I, seeing, I'm seeing hip hop artists with Tamit. I mean, the video oh, he did with Tamit was crazy. so smart with the wall and the crazy. projection on the wall and, and the fact that it was, had to be done separately like that. I mean, Tamit's a legend, you know, just the, just the production of that video tells a story. Just the fact that they had to produce it that way. And they're, you know, yeah. Just the new generation with the legend, like that song, the beat never goes off. And I yeah. think Tamar Tam said he got that beat on BeatStars and, and mm-hmm. some of the other, some of the couple, a couple other beats. And to know that, uh, like to hear those guys together on one track, Natter, I mean, Tamar, Tamar passing the torch kind of in a sense, yeah. you know, yeah. like MC Abdul, like you're also the voice of Palestine. Come on. Kind of, yeah. I paved the way for you. Come, come, do this thing with me. You know, yeah. like oh, yeah. the ultimate sign of like respect. And then for MC Abdul to show Tamar that kind of like respect and love and 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 create like the the sickest song. Like I know, song, I know that that, that song, song is like wow. You know, I mean, I first heard that and I I probably listened to it. I, no exaggeration, probably like thirty times that day, just oh. in the car. Every time I was driving, just Sick. loop it. I was just, it was just looping in the car, and, and, and right. you know. But yeah, no, Amazing we have a lot of lot of uh, Tamar still doing his thing, man. Tamar still mm-hmm. doing his thing. Tamar still showing all the young boys he could. He is, he's out there selling out shows, putting out songs, yeah. high quality production. He is. Um, He's doing like a lot of pre-production stuff. He'll take beats and refactor them and, t- and produce it himself with another producer. Like Tamar's still an alien. Tamar still, yeah. Tamar still yeah. will whoop everyone's ass. <laughs> well, we're, we're 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 proud of him. You know, you mentioned yeah. that maybe that he got the beat. You know, you know from Beat Stars. Shout out Mahmoud. To shout out Suhail too. Hold on, Mahmoud Suhail, the whole Dem squad. Like we can't yeah, just mention Tamar without the other legends that also made That's amazing true. music with them too. And Mahmoud is still doing his thing too. Mahmoud's still doing his thing. Those are my boys. Mahmoud's about to get married. Mabruk, my brother. I love you. I hope you oh, see uh, this. Mabruk, Mabruk. And, that's, uh, that's yeah, awesome. anyway. 
anyway, awesome. those guys, those guys are my but, brothers. I love those guys. And their little yeah. brother Jamil makes beats. And Tamer's really? and Tamer's son, Tamer's son is a is an artist. He's a dope artist too. Like that whole family, the Nafad. I guess it's from the lid. You know, when you're from the lid, like me and Tamer, and <laughs> when you're when you're from the lid, it's like I don't know. It's a different type of energy yeah. man we <laughs> yeah. beautiful people beautiful people beautiful people you know, a lot of people my... a lot of people hate Ladadwe or they love Ladadwe there's no like in between there's no. <laughs> well i don't i don't i never knew that all i know is that we love them all right cool cool but you know so beat stars i know what it is um, yeah. But I want the viewers to understand so beat stars right. is a place that is uh, i mean you explain you explain what it is it's a marketplace it's a mahal it's a mahal. It's a mahal. What we what we've always been taught. Iftah al mahal. Open the store and provide a service and provide provide this this you know this this place where buyers and sellers come together and collaboration is made. So essentially, at the core of what we do is we bring millions of human beings from all over the world to to collaborate and make and make a song. And so it starts off with these music producers that are creating the landscapes, the canvases of all these beats of, from, from all these amazing songs that are happening. They're creating the instrumentals, the beats, the production. They're uploading that production and then they're licensing it out to podcasters, to recording artists, to video makers, to the major music companies, the independent music companies. And, and so they're, they're, helping, they're, helping, they're helping facilitate the creation of songs at the end of the day. And so we've enabled this, this, this platform, this, this thing called beat stars that brings these communities together and provides them a source of discovery, you know, monetization. Um, all of our creators get, you know, keep a hundred percent of all of their royalties direct their, uh, for all the licensing royalties directly to their, um, you know, their merchant accounts to their PayPal accounts and um yeah it's just man it's an honest clean business well you're We've, worldwide i mean i mean uh, so it's the first of its kind right i mean it's the first digital music it's like an amazon for right. music right yeah, i mean i mean yeah. for beats and i i just because you're helping a lot of people that are in in locations around the world where they mm -hmm. don't really have a lot of opportunity to do what they really, you know, to actually to make money, to survive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and now you're allowing somebody that actually has a passion that can turn that passion into a business and to be a business owner. Yeah. I mean, am there's, I, there's am a I guy, right with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's what really is. It's facilitating the entrepreneurship of digital businesses for these creators and with, with technology and scalable technology. And so, I mean... We have, like, just the other day, um, the team was telling me, like, we have this producer, Dan Demaran. He's from Indonesia. And he's he's got three songs in the Billboard 100 producing for this, this artist named David from Houston. 17-year-old kid in Houston. He's a, a, a kind of like a, a rock-infused hip-hop, kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's like an rock infused sound and he's gone viral on TikTok, and he's gone big on spotify his name is david d4 vd i think or something like that david and uh and this guy is all the way in indonesia and and his like the the amount of like earnings 
you know, that he's going to be receiving from the royalties from all of these like massive songs that, that were licensed from the platform is life changing. Like there was another, yeah. there was, there was another, there was another, um, another producer from Cyprus, from Cyprus named, um, Pacoyo. He produced a top 10 billboard hit last year called Whoopty by CJ. Okay. And, um, but I'm saying like CJ had a lot licensed that production. And so these guys, it doesn't matter from anywhere across the globe, you know, they're able, they're able to license their production to, you know, artists in different countries and different places. And, um, and I think the biggest, the biggest, I think the biggest, like in the, the biggest success story we've ever had was, um, young Keo, a young producer from this little village in, in the Netherlands, uh, uploaded a beat and was licensed. That beat was licensed by little Nas X and that turned wow. into old town road. And now it turned old into town, old town. Really? Road. That was like the biggest song that was made on there. Wow. But it's cool, man. It just happens. Independent artists find like, we're not we're not facilitating that. We just created the technology platform. We just brought people together. Like we're yeah. we're not saying like we're the, you know this is this was made in a studio session and this is no mm-hmm. like these kids young people nowadays, the TikTok generation, they're going mm-hmm. directly to the source right. They're going directly to the producer to make songs. They're going directly to the artist. They're they they they're they're building their own independent you know. Yeah. brands and businesses and beat stars really facilitates that at the ground level before they become these massive stars yeah i mean look i i listen to spotify and itunes i don't really listen to radio that much so i don't right. know what's new the mm-hmm. only way i know what's new is i hear music on tiktok and then right. if i if somebody right. turns on the radio and i hear a song i say oh that's that song from tiktok i don't even right. know what's like if exactly. it's popular outside right. of tiktok or not right. and it turns out that it is I mean, sure, I, sure. I, you know, I'm old, so I don't know. But no, 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 no. You're right. TikTok is is like one of the biggest discovery sources right now for music. It's, it's yeah, killing yeah. it. And BeatStars is behind a lot of that. Those songs that are going viral on there. Oh, I'm sure. I wanted to ask you because um, a lot of the people that can benefit from BeatStars from your platform are people that are in, you know, uh, like in Palestine under occupation and don't have a lot of resources. Or, mm. you know, in people in impoverished countries. I mean, what's the minimum that somebody that has a passion to make beats, to create beats, what's the minimum that, they, besides a computer, like, I, I, you know, because I, I don't know right. what kind of software. I mean, I have some Mac comes with something. I don't even sure. know if that's useful, you know. But um, what what's the minimum that somebody needs to, right. just so we can encourage them? Sure. You, sure. you know? Yeah, I mean, so like some little it, pointers from you. Yeah, it's not much, Natter. Well, it's not much. It's like, um, well, computers nowadays are pretty pricey, right? Mm-hmm. But there is, you know, everyone has a mobile phone, right? Yeah. Everyone has a mobile phone lately, and music production software has now migrated to mobile devices. And so you've got FL Studio on mobile where you can start that journey of learning how to use a digital audio workstation, understanding like music production. And there's tons of tutorials to learn on YouTube on how to make beats. And so it really just starts with the software. A lot of beat makers nowadays are really kind of like sound curators. A lot of them don't actually play instruments. A lot of them don't actually play, you know, the drums. And so you don't need like a keyboard even to make a beat nowadays. Of course, as you graduate and get better in beat making and and making production, you do want to have like a MIDI keyboard so you could 
you could use the software to mm-hmm, manipulate mm-hmm. the instruments. So you can just say, okay, turn this into a piano. I'm going to play the piano. Okay, turn this into strings. Let me play some strings on the keyboard using that MIDI device, that technology device. Yeah, but even yeah. those, even those little MIDI keyboards nowadays are super, super inexpensive, and they've, you know, they've got, they've got um, the accessibility now to, to, to pick up this skill, which I believe is kind of like a STEM skill in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's software. Mm-hmm. It's engineering it's stuff that you can actually like learn through just operational technology yeah that um you don't need much to get started you don't need much a computer a computer a copy of fl studio there's a lot of also free free beat making software out there as well too um and um yeah and that's kind of like where you you should get started you know you started just kind of like learning about it and there's i appreciate that because i want i want i want you know uh, this is hopefully, hopefully, because this is all going to be transcribed and I'm hoping to actually get it subtitled into Arabic, right. at least parts of this. So cool. I want people cool. over there to actually gain something. And that's why I asked you that. You know, we were supposed to be part of, you know, the Palestine Music Expo last year and it got canceled due to the, to the things happening. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was canceled two years in a row before that because of COVID. Inshallah, they bring it back this year. I was going to be a part of it. Um, last year so hopefully we'll get to go to ramallah um have a workshop session and build some stronger ties to some of the music programs that are happening in palestine whether that's the nonprofit ones or 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 programs happening in schools that are happening and i want to then my next trip is really that goal is to really go and make all of those connections hopefully and 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 be more tied to updating those programs with how the digital music industry is working and operating and get those young people not just learning instruments but also learning the digital instruments and learning how to compose and learning how to use the software and then also provide them with you know beatstars accounts at some point to host their music for free and be able to you know showcase their music to the world there's some palestinian producers that I'm connected with in Nasra that, um, yeah, I like to shout out Noor Khel. She's awesome. She's an amazing um, producer. She's in Nasra. And then per- production by Deluxe is another producer. Um, he's based in Nasra too. Something about Nasra with musicians, it seems like there's like a lot of amazing Palestinian musicians that come from that place. That and, come from, Na- yeah, yeah. And uh, for yeah. anybody else out there, Nasra is Nazareth. And, uh, you know, and we have here in, actually in uh, the D.C. metro area, we have a lot of, uh, we have mm-hmm. a we have a musical family that's from uh, Nasra. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, you know, they perform at, you know, uh, different venues whenever they have some kind of uh, festivals and things like that. That's right. when I see them. But uh, right. they've been around for maybe the last 30 years singing, mm-hmm. you know. But yep. um, the, 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 we have so many artists, um, and not just in hip hop or rap. I mean, also, you know, we have classical, we have pop, we have, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a, there's, I, I discovered a group in Palestine called, um, oh, I'll have to remember, but I know they have a song called Ramallah Rhapsody. Hmm. You look I've it up. It. Ramallah Rhapsody. Nice. Starts with Sahan Noam Ya Ramallah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. 
Um, I'm assuming they're from Ramallah. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, yeah, <laughs> nice. pretty pretty cool guys. You know, cool, cool. But um, so I'm discovering all this music every single Tons day. Of music. You know, and I'm and I'm and my playlists are, you know, quickly becoming more Arab, Arabic. Yeah. Arabic, you know, yeah, when they too. never they I never had Arab like right. You know, ten years ago. I, I mean, was, look. Oh, Nasra. Speaking of Nasra, El, Eliana, right? Eliana is like Eliana, yeah, superstar. Yes, yes, superstar. Like and killing it. it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Um, you have you have a lot out there. I um, I always I don't know if you remember Tim's. He was out in California, mm. uh, L.A. Tim's. He's Iraqi, uh-huh. uh, a rapper, and um, you know I I just it's, this guy was rapping about you know all the problems in the yeah. Middle East, and sure. you know it, it kind of also reminded me himself of uh you know a, a lot of other artists so i could see where his influence came from but um yep, yep. great stuff great stuff all over what are what are your are, do you have any plans any any new projects that you're working on right now yeah beat stars beat stars is um like the biggest thing that we've got going on right now is um beat stars pay it's our payment mechanism our payment mechanism so we are localizing localizing the platform the website the language the payments the currency in every single country around the world so those communities that visit beat stars from wherever country you're coming from you're greeted and you're greeted with uh kind of like a localized and personalized experience on beat stars personalization also and discovery we're using artificial intelligence and machine learning to build a personalized um, curated experience when you come on BeatStars based on like your listening habits kind of like what Netflix does or Spotify does yeah and and building building curated radio for beats as well Mm -hmm. too and so we've got all of these amazing features coming down the pipeline we've got um nice we've got price points that are like really really changing so accessibility has been like a big thing for us like the price points to be able to like subscribe to become a beat star seller is pretty high especially for a lot of the developing world and so we're cre- we're reshaping what our our subscription pricing is is going to be and we're decreasing it by like 80 percent in price and so so the platform could be more accessible um to to different communities everywhere around the world. And so instead of paying a hundred, two hundred dollars a year, you'll pay twenty bucks a year. You have unlimited storage and an ability to set up your stores and your your storefronts and sell direct to your consumers. So those are some of the big things that we're working on. We're working like a lot of optimization. We've been around fifteen years now. And so we kind of need to update our business model a little bit to meet the demand of just so many creators all over the world that need these kind of services. Yeah. I I uh, I also know that you B Stars have has partnered with Sony. Yeah, we partnered with Sony. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 pretty huge, right? Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. They're the, yeah. the biggest the biggest mu- so we partnered with their music publishing division, uh-huh. and they are the the biggest global music publisher in the world, collecting on copyright royalties in every territory around the world for songwriters and music producers. Yeah, and so we we felt that. Um, they had the the best back end administration and royalty collection um, platform out of like all of the different um, publishing companies out there, and 
with and then following up kind of like on the piggyback of some of these hit songs that were made on the platform they really saw that beat stars was this you know this untapped place where all of these like valuable valuable songs are being made but these independent creators just didn't understand what music publishing royalties are how to collect on them worldwide and you know because music publishing kind of goes under the radar Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in terms of royalties it's kind of confusing but so for me for years i have been kind of like analyzing and you know understanding the music publishing market and who are the key players and who are the ones that are you know really doing a good job for global collection for our creators and sony sony was kind of like the the first company that came knocking on our door like loving loving what we're doing for beat stars and and they wanted to create a joint venture for uh, with us on the um on the on the music publishing royalty collection side so now now we're in partnership with sony collecting on tens and tens and millions of dollars every year for our creators and global royalty collection in every territory around the world for them on the on the publishing side yeah wow well congratulations on that congratulations thanks man yeah it was a missing missing part of our business it was a missing part of our business outside of the marketplace there was the that that part where the our our creators were not doing anything with their music and they weren't figuring out how to collect on their music production and songwriting and so we that was one of my missions was to to establish that that kind of pathway for them to be able to you know Mm -hmm. collect their money the the now looking back when when you started this journey before beat stars would you have ever thought that you would be here today the ceo of this company that's changing things for every millions of people around the world yeah Natter, i did you I did. did i did you know when you're a man is strong yeah when your faith is strong yeah I and you know you work every day serving the man upstairs yep and knowing that you are put on this earth for a reason and there's there's a reason behind everything that you do yeah the 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 journey was long and it took a long time. I mean, I ate crap for many years. My wife, Haram, she, you know, for, for, I didn't pay myself my first paycheck at Beat Stars until 10 years in. Yeah. Like, wow. We were bootstrapped the whole way. And mm-hmm. she, she being this strong Palestinian woman from, from Taibe, <laughs> from, oh, yeah. from Taibe, oh. <laughs> you know, like just pushing me and partnering with me and giving me the confidence and strength to endure year after year, year after year while having kids and like still trying to figure it out. And like, man, not generating any, 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 any income, you know, to believe in me for those 10 years. And I, in in, In a new field, I mean, we're talking about in a field that we typically, we don't go into. No, we don't even go into this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For her to trust me and believe in me, man, it was like the biggest, um, you know, if I didn't have that kind of support at home, from my family, none of this would have ever been possible. Well, your your Beat Stars family owes her a lot of thanks. And oh, gratitude. for sure, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. They need to absolutely. They need to send her something. Send her some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> she was At our least. first angel investor, man. She yeah. was like our first, you know, our first partner. Absolutely, Thank absolutely. God for her. The uh, the Grammys. I saw you posted something uh-huh. like at the Gra- You were at the Grammys. At the Grammys, yeah, our first time there. So that was your first time there. Uh huh. Wow. So, so we, what, what were you doing there? So I went really just to kind of go so go support our our producers that were nominated. There was twelve. Nice. We had twelve nominations. Okay. 
And the year before that, we had like 10. But I think the Grammys were in like Vegas at that time last year. Uh-huh. And there was only, there wasn't, it wasn't really like, there wasn't that many people there. It was a very small crowd because of COVID and stuff. So I didn't go yeah. last year. And yeah. I don't know if any of our creators won, won it last year. But mm-hmm. this year, um, our we had three creators in our community actually win 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 the win Grammys for their wow. production for their production on songs that yeah. that were contributed to and we really just went there to go just give them their flowers man support them be a part of their journey and some of them are are partners with us on the music publishing side through our publishing company so they're they're writers that we represent globally um, and so yeah i mean yeah yeah, well, so con- one one guy, one guy, one guy, he's Lebanese, he's Lebanese, Jamil, Jamil Aresi, he yeah. produced uh, a song on um, Beyonce's Renaissance album that won Best wow. Dance Album, and then we had Hamid, who was my guy from Tunis, all the way from Tunis, from Tunisia, he produced, um, he produced the, the, the best R&B performance song, which is a song called Hours and Hours by Money Long. Okay. And that was a, be- a beat that was licensed on BeatStars and went viral on TikTok. And then we had... Oh, um, oh and then we had Israel. He, he's a Nigerian, this Nigerian producer mm-hmm. that lives in the United States. Um, he produced He produced Drake... Drake and Future's um, Wait For You song, um, which features Thames. And that won, I believe, best hip-hop song, I believe. So he wow. he won the, he won that Grammy for that one. And all these guys from our community, we just wanted to just go out there and support, support. these guys. Yeah, support them and let them know that we're, you know, we're rooting for them. And we, we want to see these, these moments continuously happen in their career. And, you know... You know, we just, I was happy to see there. I saw the Instagram shots of like the after parties and you know, whatnot. And, (laughs) and and I I was like, boy, that's cool. I've never been to the Grammys. I have been on the red. Well, I was working. (laughs) I was working at the Oscars and the Golden Globes because it was, it was years ago when, uh, um, Paradise Now, the Palestinian oh, movie, now, yeah. when they were they were nominated, yeah, and, and so that. we went. We actually should have won though. They were there. Should have won, but should've I would, won. But I stayed outside. I was outside of the side of the red carpet behind the ropes, and I had to wear a tuxedo because everybody nice, had to wear a tuxedo, nice, nice. even though I was carrying a camera. Cool. Because cool. when the helicopters film from above, they want everybody yeah. to look the same down there. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really I mean, get to see. I mean, I'm not anybody. a real industry kind of guy. I'm like, yeah. I'm not a real industry, so I get kind of uncomfortable in these kind of like situations. But I was, I had to experience it, and I because I think sometimes you got to be reminded sometimes of the yeah. work, of the impact that you're doing ah. in culture and popular music. Absolutely, and you got to be reminded, like on that stage, you're hearing that song that was made on your platform, and you're like. Oh shoot, we're kind of tied into the story, and it's but that's huge. It's, it's bigger than just beat stars. It's bigger than just Abe, right? It's it's this music cultural moment. But it's you know it's you know and and, and that which leads me to pay the creators. Yeah, which is which is my new I mean, podcast. I, I even I love the, the new podcast, which is awesome. And again, a guy that's not in the industry, I watch. I'm, I've been watching and listening, Thanks, man. and and it's it's good stuff, man. It's really Thank good you, stuff. And from Thank a video you. guy, you know, working, uh-huh. you know, I've directed like right. news, news sets. I'm telling you, you're top notch. Thanks, man. I don't know who's doing that stuff for you. 
Well, Warm Audio, Warm Audio, I'll shout out Warm Audio. They we lease out their music studio for the production of the of the um and they did a great job designing that music studio and then mm-hmm. Chris San and her production company um is the team that um builds the lighting, the cameras, the set, set. It's the really set. good. And really good she work. does she does an amazing job. And, really good work. If we need And I just we, sit there and look pretty and ask questions to people. And that's all done in Austin? You're <laughs> yeah, in, Austin. in Austin, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very yeah. nice. Very yeah. nice. Listen. I'm I'm kind of um, liking the content stuff, man. I never really like never really was a content creator keep before. it up and keep it um, up keep it up it's kind of fun um, producing i, I kind of want to be behind the scenes though no no you're, I, you're no i want to produce some things behind the scenes i really do okay. i want to produce some things behind the scenes not being the face of it i, I want to do this like anthony bourdain style style oh, yeah. style yeah. like parts unknown with all these music producers from all these oh. different places around the world and i go visit their families and their lives and uncover these like crazy stories in thailand help them and, make help them make a beat maybe or, or no no but just like no? uncover the culture they're 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 how you know they're coming oh yeah through. no absolutely yeah. but their it would food, be nice eat, to eat some of their food <laughs> because because you have some talent too i mean i saw you the other day create a beat you posted something where you created a beat the other day no, I don't think like so. Like a week, like a few days ago. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You did. <laughs> no, and that I wasn't said, me making a beat. So my boy, Tantu. Or your voice producers. was on it. Your right, voice was right. used. So, yeah, right? my voice was used. It was good, though. Okay. It was good. Okay. It was good. All right, that's what that was. I was like, <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, okay, I'm waiting for something else to come out. Right. You right. know? Yeah. I need, and I and, I like, and, I, and I, I like watching. I'm, I, I just finished watching Timbaland's uh, Masterclass. Right. I'm making beats. I, I, I'm not going to make a beat. But I was watching it. I, I'm, yeah, you know, he's good, I man. love he's, this stuff. He's an amazing producer. I love this stuff. But look, you're an amazing guy. I really look. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, you're the, you're my first guest. We went on a little bit longer than what we had. Sorry, planned. man. No, I'm. Um, thank you. I just I know cut you're out, a busy cut guy. Cut out all the stupid stuff. <laughs> I'm not cut out shit, man. I'm. It, it all stays. And uh, I we we're we have to do it again because I have a ton of questions in here that I still Thanks have so much to ask for you. Me, man. But uh, I hope you come on again. Um, thank you for representing Palestine and Palestinians course, the way you do, and everybody else. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the work that you're doing, what you've done for uh, uh, everybody on your platform and for those to come, Shukran, is really, Shukran. really amazing. I'm very, very proud of you, and uh, I'm sure after everybody sees this, you're going to have so many more people that are so proud of you. Thank Keep you, doing what you're doing. If there's any way we can help in any form any, same here anyway same here let me know much love to you brother much love to you man and to your family and and god bless you god bless inshallah you too, we'll see you soon soon inshallah